0: hello darlings i'm back it's me again thanks for coming back it's episode 12 i think or it might be 13 i don't know anyway today's episode is birth partners so um should we just get stuck in because no one wants to hear me waffle no one wants to hear me waffle unless you've got some syrup to go with it, eh, hey, babes? <laughs> right, today, in this episode, I am going to be sharing all of my tips for birth partners. So this is one for them. So if you can get them to listen, great. If not, doesn't matter, I'll just pass, it, pass the info on. But if you can get them to listen, that would be really good. I'm going to be really honest with you, my lovelies, because, you know, we're friends now, aren't we? <laughs> if you've listened to me for this long, we're definitely friends. I recorded this a minute ago. And I deleted it because I listened back to it. Because so I always listen back, even though I hate the sound of my own voice. Like, who act- Isn't it awful when you hear the sound of your own voice? Oh, my God. Um, especially when I do the meditations. I actually don't listen to them. I can't deal. Anyway, I listened back to it. And I realised it sounded really like I was just really talking to the blokes. And obviously, I realised that not everyone has a bloke for a birth partner. Not everyone has a bloke as the um, other parent of their child um and there's you know birth partners come in all sorts of varieties and forms even myself my mum was my birth partner for my first birth along with my husband but my mum was also there so I should know better and um I was like no I can't put that out there that's awful but I think what I just got a bit in my own head because I was just kind of imagining my husband and then it just sounded yeah so I deleted that and hopefully this episode is um inclusive of all types of birth partners. So hello to all of you. You you amazing human beings. Now I oh my god, I've I've re I always write my episodes down. I say write, I just do some bullet points. And I had so much and I was like, you know what? No. Stop overcomplicating this shit. We don't need all of this shit. As a birth partner, best thing you can possibly do is just be there. Literally, is just being there. Like studies have proven that having someone there that loves you, that you love as well, you you release more oxytocin. Which, if you've listened to any of my podcast episodes, you'll know that that helps the birth process along. So, literally, just having your birth partner there—that's literally—that's the end of the episode, guys. Just be there. Thanks. See you later. <laughs> no, but honestly, it's so it is quite basic. So I kind of really like pared it all down, and I was like, no, I'm just gonna not gonna overcomplicate it. We don't need this overwhelming information about all sorts of shit. Let's just keep it really basic, because we just know. And you know what's really interesting? As far back as drawings go of birth, there was the the woman giving birth always had a partner there, always had somebody there to there was always support. So even back then, like back in the caveman times, we knew that support was beneficial. So just fucking be in there, man. That's all you've got to do. Just turn up and be there. Um, Sorry if you just heard my tummy rumble. Oh my God, how embarrassing. Anyway, so um, I have got some other tips here, so I'm just going to go through them. I'm not going to beat around the bush, we're just going to crack on. So education. I always say this, I said this in my mindset episode, education around birth is so important because when you're informed about birth, you feel more confident you you feel more confident in so many areas you feel more confident in your ability you feel more confident in the process you feel more confident in um speaking up you feel more you know when you've got knowledge of something you feel way more confident don't you so educate yourself that could be reading a book listening to my podcast there's loads of other podcasts out there for birth um looking at instagram pages even just watching a couple of positive birth videos as well because i think when you watch them it's very different to what you're used to seeing on, like, dramatised TV shows. Like, one born every minute, is that even still a thing? But, you know what I mean? Like, on telly, it's always very dramatised. Oh, And in the movies, it's very dramatised. So, having just watching, like, a home video where it's a positive birth... Yeah, I remember being quite like, oh, my God. Like, wow, is that what it looks like? So, watch, watch a positive birth video. And if you're going, oh, I don't want to do that, I feel well squeamish or whatever... How the fuck are you going to cope in the actual situation? <laughs> so I really suggest you watch a positive birth video before you're actually a real-life birth partner. And, you know, you don't have to go down the business end if you don't want to. Um, I remember my husband all along, he's like, oh, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that. At, at the actual birth, he was there. He, he was absolutely fascinated by it, and he did actually have a look, which I was quite surprised about because he was so anti it all the way through. But he did actually have a look. Yeah, so educate yourself about birth by, you know, however you educate yourself, listen to podcasts, read, uh, watch, however you prefer to learn, do that. (laughs) Breathe, this is really important for birth partners, it's not, obviously it's really important for the person giving birth, but it's really important for birth partners as well, because if you're calm, you're going to help your your partner who's giving birth feel calm as well, like if I was giving birth and I could see my husband getting in the right flap, that would really like, probably stress me out, Uh, luckily he's completely unflappable like I actually think he's a robot I actually do I've actually asked him many occasions if he's a robot he has no emotions <laughs> no he does have emotions but he's actually never had a flap in his life I've never seen it we've been together for 16 years and I've never once seen him panic so that would have been really weird but if you're with somebody if your birth partner is the kind of person that's a bit panicky get them to learn the breathing techniques with you and also when you breathe together when you breathe in unison, it actually helps you keep your breathing techniques up as well. So if you've got your partner there breathing, in whatever technique that you've learned and you like, and you're getting on with, if they're doing it, that helps you to keep it up as well. So breathe, bitch. That's my, that's my one of my favourite sayings, breathe, bitch. Just honestly, it's one of the best things you can do. Obviously, it keeps you alive. But you know what I mean, like in any scenario, any situation you're in is just breathe. Concentrate on your breathing. It is so powerful and it's free and you can use it at any time. Unless you're dead. (laughs) Uh, What else have I got here? Birth plan. Right, I'm going to do a whole episode on birth plans uh, in a few episodes, so don't worry, we're going to get to that. But I wanted to cover things like pain relief and caesareans and all that stuff first. But go over your birth plan together. If you don't have a full-on birth plan, you don't have to have a full-on birth plan, but talk about your preferences for your birth with your partner so that they know. So, for example, one of my very, very strong preferences after the birth of my second daughter was that I'm I had to have skin to skin straight away unless there was a dire situation I had to have skin to skin and when she was born they went to take her away to do the weighing and the check in and all that and my husband said no she said she wants skin to skin and then the midwife put our baby on on my chest and that moment was really really wonderful and it will stick with me forever and I just thought had he not have really known that or had i not really spoken to him about it or had he not had the confidence to speak up for me, that, that could have been a bit of a different situation. And it was really important to me because with my first birth, they took her away and they said they'd bring her back in 45 minutes and they brought her back three hours later and I didn't know where she was. I didn't know if she was okay. or And it was really, really horrible. She was fine, by the way. like She was absolutely fine. Um, I think the doctor just took, took his time to come and do the checks or... I don't know. I've blanked a lot of it out, to be honest. But... After that situation, I was like, right, this baby has to be given to me and not taken away from me. So it was really, really, um a really, really important thing for me. And luckily, we'd had that conversation. I'd gone through my birth plan with my partner and said, look, this is what I want, blah, blah, blah. And he spoke up for me in that moment, and it made a really big difference. So I think going through your preferences and talking through them together is really beneficial. Um, And then I've also got here physical like support so support your partner and that could be with words you're doing really well you're amazing I love you we're going to meet our baby soon Uh, making them laugh as well that's a really good thing you can do because laughter releases lots of oxytocin makes you feel calm so you know just be funny on the spot be funny (laughs) if you're not a very funny person don't worry about it it's okay But you know physical touch, so that could be massaging the shoulders, that could be giving your partner a kiss, that could be um, just stroking the hand or the head, whatever. Personally, didn't want my husband to even glance at me, let alone be touching me and massaging me and all that. No, thank you. But lots of people, (laughs) lots of people really like that and they want that. They want that physical touch. So again, it's about you'll know each other as a couple and what each other likes. I don't really like being touched that much anyway by anybody um but especially in labour i was like a wild animal um so you might you know you'll know what each other likes and stuff but physical touch can be very very powerful um and for releasing endorphins as well which can help with pain so physical touch so think of things like massaging the shoulders um even just gently stroking the back in a circular motion that can release endorphins so if you fancy that that's quite a good one um and yeah, like words, just you're doing really well. That that can go a really long way. The worst thing you can say is breathe, breathe, breathe a hundred times. I I see a lot of birth partners doing that, or I hear lots of stories of birth partners doing that. And they're like, breathe, breathe. No, I am fucking breathing. is what I. <laughs> I remember saying to my husband, I, like, I am fucking breathing. <laughs> he was trying, bless him, but I yeah that that was really annoying. I think, but then, oh, my God, when it got really, like, as the contractions were coming thick and fast, I remember him saying to me, you're amazing, and that really got me, because we're not often... We're the kind of couple where we kind of... um, We take the piss out of each other a lot. We're not very nice to each other. We love each other, but we're not very nice to each other. So when he said to me, you're amazing, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, that hit me, and I thought, I must be amazing. Um, And that really got me through uh, some of those contractions, actually. So let's... Just recap because so I went off on a few tangents there. So just purely being there is great. And when I'm saying being there, I don't mean scrolling on your phone, looking at TikTok, looking at Instagram, shopping, looking at Sky Sports News. I don't mean none of that. I mean physically and, and mentally being there and being supportive in um, physical touch or words going over the birth plan together so you know what they want, um, and watching positive birth videos and learning about birth. That's really going to help you. As a birth partner, that's going to help you. Another thing that you can do is set up, help to set up the birth environment. So your birth partner, uh, they might want um, some nice dim lighting. They might want a certain music playing. They might want, I don't know, photos up on the wall. like Whatever it is, just do it. That could be really helpful as well. So setting up the birth environment, food and drink, you need to have snacks for both of you. you, you need to have snacks for both I cannot express this enough and people say to me what kind of snacks should we bring and I'm like you can do, you can have a quinoa bar and a banana and a glass of coconut water, whatever, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure the most poncy things, Um. You. I like all those things by the way before you start coming at me, um. But you can have all those things, or you could have a LucasAid and a Dairy Milk chocolate bar. It's fine. Have whatever you want, whatever you fancy. Nothing is wrong. You can have whatever you want. Um, Maybe a can of beer might be a bit wrong when you're in labour. Although, you know, who am I to judge? Um, But I would recommend something that's hydrating and a snack of your choice, whatever it is. I mean, obviously, bananas and quinoa bars are going to be better for you than a chocolate bar. But if you want a chocolate bar, have a chocolate bar. It's up to you. You're giving birth. Do what you want. Um... But the birth partner, you need to be having snacks and drinks as well. Because if you're all hangry and moaning, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than somebody moaning, I'm hungry while you're giving birth. Like, like, I remember my husband saying it, and I literally wanted to karate chop him. I was like, please don't tell me you're hungry. Like, I'm I'm, I'm busy giving birth here, and you're moaning about being hungry. <laughs> so please, have snacks and drinks, whatever you want to bring. But just have plenty. And also, people say to me, I can eat in labour. I'm like of course you can eat in labour you are it's the time in your life where you're going to need the most fuel possible for a huge event so unless you really don't fancy it yes you can absolutely eat in labour don't let anyone else tell you otherwise because people giving birth for hours with no nutrition and energy what the fuck is that about no you can eat I was actually eating a cereal bar leaning over the side of the birth ball. I don't even like cereal bars. I think I just bought it because I thought that I had to be have a healthy thing. looking back, I'll totally have like a chocolate muffin from Starbucks. You know the ones I mean, don't you? yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway, oh my God, yes, I want one of those now. oh my God, anyway, um, yeah, but I was eating a fucking dry cereal bar with a dry gas in air mouth. Oh my god, I don't actually, do you know what. I don't recommend cereal bars if you're going to have gas and air because actually it makes your mouth so dry, the cereal will just sticks to every, like, the roof of your mouth. Oh, my God, no. Cereal bars are out. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, snacks and drinks and also drinks is really important because, obviously, drinking is going to keep your muscles hydrated and your uterus is one big, massive, powerful bag of muscles that are going to be contracting. They're going to need that lubrication. You do not want a dry, shriveled-up uterus contracting That's going to be harder and probably more painful. So keep hydrated. So your birth partner, they need to have drinks for you and they need to be constantly offering it to you because when you're in labour, you are not thinking about things like food and drink. You need to be reminded you're in a completely different zone in your brain. You're in a whole different world. So your birth partner needs to just... And another thing I suggest is have a, a flask or a bottle or something, but have a straw because then your birth partner can just pass you the straw so that you can just drink out of it without having to move. Like say if you're in a really good labouring position, you're on all fours and you're like, yeah, this is really good, and then they, they want you to have a drink and you have to move. That's not the one. That's not the one, bruv. So <laughs> you need to have a straw as well. It's really great. It's great for afterbirth as well, so you don't have to bend over and move too much to have a drink. When you're sitting down, you can just sip from a straw. So food and drink, really, really important as well. And then just some practical tips. like As a birth partner, know where shit is in the hospital bag don't be rummaging through it for half an hour trying to find a baby grow know where it is pack it together for the love of god please oh my god i don't know if anyone else's partner's really annoying about these things but my husband if i go to him oh can you just get the baby grow out the, the white one for the photos yeah because you know i'm not gonna pretend i didn't do that and he's got he's looking all through it and he's looking everywhere and i'm like it's in the bottom left corner and I'm saying it and he still look and it took him like half an hour to find this baby girl by that time I was like I'm done I don't even want the photo anymore so yeah pack the bag together so you know where things are or some people even go to extra lengths and I love these people they go to extra lengths where they like put um things in sandwich bags sandwich bags and like label it they write on it what it is oh my god why didn't I think of that when I was in that situation oh I love you you are my people um. so yeah know where shit is and then also know know things like where where the hospital is where you're going the shortest route to get there because when you're in labor you're going to want that and check for road works and stuff beforehand do not get stuck behind temporary lights or some shit like that and know where to park know what the parking situation is how are you going to pay for that parking don't be downloading apps in the car park with slow wi-fi while while the person giving birth is you know Literally about to give birth in your car. Which I know I've said that's probably going to scare a lot of you. That's actually a very rare situation. It's quite, I know you see it in the news and stuff. But it's very rare to actually give birth in the car. Um, So know, know where you're parking. Know how you're going to pay for it. Have it all sorted out beforehand. Don't be, don't be that person. Don't be that person. And um, I've just put my last tip is just listen and just be there. That's it. It doesn't have to be this complicated shit. I mean, I'm sure there's loads more tips that I've missed out. If anyone's got some, please, please feel free to message me, hit me up on Instagram, Moon and Stars Um and that's it. That's all I've got to say. I'm not going to waffle on, what's the point? <laughs> oh, I actually get quite a lot of messages where people go, "I love how straight to the point you are. You don't mess around." No, do you know what? I can't stand it when I listen to a podcast and it's five minutes in before they've actually started the subject. They're just waffing on about their life. I'm like, I don't care about your life. I don't care. I'm here for the the tips, or I'm here for the information about this. I'm not here for the fucking life story. So, <laughs> so I, I do appreciate those messages because I do purposely try not to waffle on too much. So, um, yeah, let me know what you think. Please do subscribe to the podcast. I've learned. I've been learning about podcast and algorithms and all that. Um, and I've learned recently that people, that if if you, the more People subscribe the better, so ratings and reviews are great. So please continue to do that because you know I, I can't believe how many ratings and reviews I've got already. We're only twelve episodes in, and I've got loads. Thank you. Um, really, honestly, I really do appreciate it. But yeah, if you subscribe, that um helps me even more. But also, it means that you don't miss an episode because you'll get like a little notification. So, and you want that in your life, don't you? So please do that. Um, that'd be amazing. Thank you. If you do subscribe. Let me know, and I'll send you a little gift. I've got a little link to some free shiz, some um, I've got an MP three bundle and a few other things. So let me know, and then I can send you the gift. Hit me up on Instagram, Moon and Stars Hypnobirthing, and thank you so much for listening. As always, I appreciate it. I love you all. Please let me know what you think of the episode or the podcast in general. Uh, and um, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. I love you, and I'll be back next week. I can't remember what next week's episode is about. I've got, I can't remember. I must be coming up for pain relief, and oh, is it due dates? And oh, I don't know. I've got a lot. As I'm up, this is episode twelve, and I've planned twenty episodes so far for this series. So I've got another eight episodes left. Where we're going to talk about loads of things, and then I'm going to do another series, obviously. And then I'm actually my dream is to do a live tour of the podcast, where I'd go around the country and like chat to people in real life that would be amazing anyway i'm gonna go i'll catch you next week i'll see you next tuesday beautiful bastards also just before i go i was in the first few episodes i was ending the episode with a like a tarot card pull or a oracle card pull whatever you want to call them um and someone said to me that she missed them in the last few episodes so i was like oh shit yeah i'll do that again so i've just literally just pulled a card now which is from my Rebecca Campbell Starseed Oracle deck and it is Jump In. So I'm going to read it and I don't know. I like this. I mean, I don't... Oh, I have a complicated relationship with tarot because sometimes I really believe it and then other times I'm like, no, it's a load of shit. Um, but what I like about Oracle cards is that you can pull one and it will just make you think about something that you maybe necessarily wouldn't have thought of or it can help you process something or... It just prompts you to think about something that you just wouldn't have done unless you pulled that card. So today's card is Jump In. And it says, Adventure, say yes to change. Uh, God, Andromeda, Andromeda, sorry, excuse me. Andromeda is a spiral galaxy, the closest galaxy to the Milky Way. It's believed that Andromedian starseeds are a group of beings who love their freedom very adaptable. They have a strong willingness and ability to change and go with the flow. To find calm in the chaos. To swim to swim with the tides. This card is here to encourage you to do the same. Perhaps you have a significant goal or opportunity ahead of you. If so, you're being guided to jump in. Don't wait for permission. Don't stall until you feel ready. Take a deep breath. A good old run up. And jump right on in, bitches. It doesn't say bitches. (laughs) Life bends for the courageous, and courageous is what you're being called to be. You're already facing the right direction. The only thing left to do is leap. You'll figure out the details as you go along. Things may not always be smooth sailing. Life on earth rarely is. However, it's the rougher seas that teach us how to sail with glory. And once you know that, you can navigate any sea, ocean or storm. Ooh, I love that. The Andromedans want you to fall in love with surfing the waves of life, to seek more adventure, to embrace your own adaptability and find a way to be the calm in the chaos. You didn't come to Earth to be passive. Mm-mm. You came to Earth to truly live. Now take a good run. Run up and leap. How can you be more adventurous? How are you being called to jump right on in and leap? Ooh, I love that. That could have just been written for me, man. Anyway, let me know what you think. And um, yeah, I'll see you next week, next Tuesday.